Welcome back to season two of the Ivy League Prep Academy podcast, equipping you to successfully pursue the college of your dreams. We believe everyone deserves to reach their full potential and the admissions process shouldn't hold you back. It is that time of year again, isn't it? It is back to school time. And for some of you, this is really exciting. For others, this is the moment you've been dreading all summer long. And for most of you, you lie somewhere in between. Maybe you've gotten a little bit bored, you're excited to go back and see your friends, but you also aren't that excited about schoolwork and homework and everything else. Regardless of where you fall on this spectrum, school is back. Uh, Some of you have already begun, actually, and this podcast is coming a few days too late. For others of you, you have another week or two or three, but school is coming back and it's time to talk about back to school strategy. All right. How do we begin with a bang? Because that is critical to an amazing school year. Now, the first thing that I want to talk about actually might be a bit of a surprise and it might even feel ironic. But your first and perhaps most important objective during the summer is to fully recover. Get your mind and your body fully recovered back into learning mode and at a state where you can just really enjoy pushing yourself again. Because the school year should challenge you. You should push yourself and you should be pushed by external circumstances as well. So the first responsibility you have, if you have not yet fully recovered, you need to fully recover. This advice is exactly like when I talk about a full night's sleep. We can talk all day long about study strategies, about memory strategies, about time management and procrastination and everything else, how to overcome all of these kind of internal barriers to your success. And if you don't get enough sleep, if you are sleep deprived every single day, you are operating as if you were drunk. Okay, you're operating as if you were intoxicated to one degree or another. And that's not going to work. You can try to be better. You can wish you were better. You can think about new strategies. But if you don't have the internal capacity to apply those strategies because you're so sleep deprived, that you're operating as if you were intoxicated, then yeah, we're wasting our time, aren't we? Same thing with this kind of how to rock back to school. You need to be fully recovered. Now, let's be clear. What are the activities that recover your body and your mind? Well, sleep, we've already mentioned. Being out in nature, exercise, gratitude and silence, even boredom, I would say. Spending time with family, spending time with friends, enjoying yourself, relaxing, listening to music, all of these things can help you recover your mind and your body. But activities that deceptively do not help you recover, in fact, they frazzle your brain, they kind of put it into a, into a pinball machine type activity level, things like video games and excess screen time, even social media or summer classes could be especially summer classes that you don't find super interesting. If you are forcing yourself and pushing yourself to learn more during the summer and you're learning stuff that you're not interested in, you don't care about, yeah, it's going to continue to drain your battery, not recharge that battery, all right? So the first thing you need to do is to get yourself into a mental state, an acceptable mental state to make use of these strategies that we're going to talk about. Now, the good news is it may only require a few days to recover. If you need a ton of sleep and you need some time in nature, or you just need some time laughing and feeling grateful and feeling at peace, even just a few days can do it for you. Uh, So if you haven't recovered yet this summer, make that a priority. 
All right, now once you've done that, the next thing that I really strongly suggest to really just rock back to school is to celebrate going back to school. So many people celebrate the end of school. They have an end of summer party. They might even go out to dinner. Flip that on its head. Especially if you do not love school or you haven't loved school traditionally, go out with your family and really celebrate. Have a nice dinner. Talk about what you're proud of regarding your academic growth over the years. Talk about uh, what you're anticipating this next year and what your intentions are for the school year. And above all, share advice that you would give to someone in your own shoes for the school year coming up. Just share that with your parents. Don't ask your parents for advice necessarily. And if you're a parent, don't give advice unless you're asked for it, but ask your teen to share their advice that they would give to someone in their exact same shoes. You'd be amazed. There's a tremendous amount of science behind this. There's a lot of research that shows that if we empower teenagers to give advice, if we empower teenagers to find solutions to their own problems, those solutions stick and they're more effective than the advice that you might give anyway. All right. So celebrate going back to school. Make it an event. Make it a party. Make it a nice dinner. Whatever it is, celebrate the fact that you're going back to school. Get excited to go back. All right. The second thing, once you are excited about this, remember that the new school year is kind of like a brand new cuddly pet bear. All right. Maybe you got a, a pet grizzly bear or a pet polar bear, and it's just a little cub. It's so little and it's so cute. When the school year begins, you don't have a ton of homework. You don't have a lot of difficult tests or papers that are due right away. And school kind of feels cute and cuddly. You get to see your friends again. You get to just enjoy yourself. And then you just feed the bear, right? And you feed the bear and it's not that hard at the beginning. But over time, that bear grows bigger and bigger and bigger and it stays hungry. And you need to continue to feed the bear. If you don't feed the bear, it doesn't stop growing. It just needs to find food on its own and it will eat you. All right. This is the metaphor that I always share with my students who are in the IBDP program. If you're in the IBDP, it starts out cute and cuddly, but it gets very, very overwhelming if you don't continue to feed the bear. Well, why do I tell this story? If you are a teenager, at the beginning of the school year, things are easy and it's kind of cute and cuddly and it's just not that difficult. Make sure you get ahead during those times, during the first few weeks of school, so that when things start to really speed up and the bear grows up and it needs a lot of food, you can stay caught up when other students around you are falling behind. Right? If you've gotten ahead, then when the school year really speeds up, you can stay ahead or you can at least stay caught up when others are falling behind. So just remember, it's like a cute cuddly bear, but don't be fooled feed the bear, be prepared to continue feeding the bear and stock up. All right. The next one, uh, advice, piece of advice, number four, decide what kind of mindset you want to have towards school and towards challenges this year. What a lot of people do is they feel like, man, I don't want to give it my best shot because if I give it my best shot and I still fail, what does that say about me? So instead, I'm going to tie one hand behind my back, right? I'm just not going to try that hard. I'm going to procrastinate. I'm going to wait until the night before tests to study. And then I'm going to tell all my friends that I didn't study until the night before. And I'm going to say things like, oh, man, I am so unprepared. This is going to be awful. Because that way, when I get the test back, if I did well, then I'm a superhero. I did well, even though I tied one hand behind my back. 
right? The, the hand tied behind the back is this idea of, let's say you're in a boxing match, right? In a boxing ring and you tie one hand behind your back. So you have to box one handed, right? So you give yourself a handicap and then you tell people about that this way. If you don't succeed, well, of course you didn't succeed. You tied one hand behind your back. But if you do succeed, then you must be a superstar. You must be brilliant. You must be amazing. That is a strategy that is all too common with people who don't have the courage to give it their best shot. And I want you to decide today at the beginning of the school year, what kind of mindset and what kind of approach you are going to take towards school and towards the challenges that you will face in school. One way that I like to encourage my students to do this, and we can't take you through the entire visualization right now, but imagine yourself at your dream school. Imagine yourself as a student in class at the college that you hope to end up in, whether that's an Ivy League school or some other school, some amazing institution that you would be honored to attend. You are a student there. What would that vision look like? How would that version of you study, communicate to people, respond to stress? How would that version of you, the one that's already admitted to your dream school, how would that person live your life today? And begin to fully live up to your own advice, right? Become the perfect student that you want, that you envision for yourself eventually. Decide to be that person, all right? The last piece of advice, number five, create a system. Don't overestimate your future self's willpower. What most people do is they say, I don't really want to do such and such homework right now. Ah, I feel bored or I, I'd rather sit on social media. I'd rather play these video games. I'd rather chat with my friends. And so they say, but I will do this later. At some future date, I will be more self-disciplined. And even though friends and social media and Disney Plus or Netflix or whatever will still be available in the future, my future self is better disciplined than my current self. So many people overestimate their, the willpower of that future self. Instead, create a system to make sure that you automate as much of your success as possible. I did three podcasts early on in this show called Atomic Habits, and they are a summary as well as application strategies for what I learned from the book by James Clear called Atomic Habits. Listen to that so you can hear how to automate some of your life, the environment around you, because your future self is not any more disciplined than your current self. In fact, the opposite is true. If you buy into this pleasure-seeking side of you today and say, well, I could work on these things that I need to work on, but I will wait until later because right now I'm not in the mood. I feel like jumping on social media or chatting with my friends or whatever. You are reducing your level of willpower for the future. You're making it less likely that future you is going to do what you say you want to do. And yes, eventually you have a deadline. And yes, you can procrastinate all the way up until you can't anymore and you push as hard as you can and you get what you can done. And yes, in the past, that had the added benefit of creating a handicap for you so that you present this image of either being brilliant or of course you didn't do well because you didn't give it your best shot, right? So that protects your self-image and you feel like you don't have any risk of people, of exposing the fact that you're not good enough to other people. No more. Why buy into that anymore? It is not serving you. It's not helping you. Instead, create a system today 
that says, I'm going to continue feeding the bear every single day. I know that science says that if I put 10 minutes of studying in every day, that's better than putting 60 minutes of studying in once every six days. And so I'm going to create a system in my life where I just do the work every day or I whatever your system is, all right? Create that system so that you don't overestimate future self you and so you can empower present day, current in the moment you, the real you. There you have it. Those are my five tips for back to school. First of all, number one, fully recover. Number two, celebrate going back to school. Number three, feed the bear. Number four, decide what kind of mindset you're going to have towards school and challenges this year. Make sure it's the healthy kind of mindset, the one that you eventually want to adopt as a student at your dream school. And number five, create a system. Don't overestimate future self's willpower. Instead, create systems that allow you to take action every single day. Back to school time should be the most exciting time of year. And even if it's not, decide to make it at least an exciting moment for the year. The school year is too important to you and to your future. And there are so many opportunities for genuine growth, even if you don't love school. So let's celebrate going back and make this an amazing year, the best year yet. Music for this episode came from We Are Here by Declare P. I'm Steve Gardner. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and share with a friend. Thanks for listening.